Folks, in the two weeks that I have been gone, the New York Jets have won two football games. At that rate, if I just cancel the show right now, maybe they'll win the Super Bowl. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. On the show today, we got some NHL, NBA action to talk about because they're both back and I'm so excited to get in there. You'll never guess who some of the hottest teams are right now. I'll give you a hint on one of them. It rhymes with Schmerlina Schmurricanes. Uh, beyond that, the NFL is basically halfway through the season. We're getting there. We're getting close. I know it's crazy already, right? Yes, indeedy. So we got a loaded show today. Stick with us because sports, sports, sports starts now. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast, the show so fun, it's illegal in seven states and two countries. For those new to the show, you know, you should know that our program, the goal here is to update you on all the sports news from the previous week while looking ahead to the next. If you like what you hear, just do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button, whether you're listening to us on iTunes or maybe watching the video of me talking into this little microphone here on YouTube. Uh, I'm sorry I've been away from you the last two weeks. I did have a great time at my wedding, even better time on the honeymoon in Aruba. During the short hiatus, though, we saw an implosion at the McGregor fight. The Red Sox embarrassed the Yankees. And as mentioned earlier, my beloved Jets won not once, but twice. Crazy stuff. Uh, we're also planning to update our little background here. So instead of some white, maybe we'll have something fun sportsy going on in the next few weeks. So looking forward to that. Um, <clears throat> as I said before... October is my favorite month of the year. Not because I like to watch dead parts of trees fall on the ground or cut open rotten fruits and stick candles inside. Yes, pumpkins are fruits. I was surprised to learn the same thing. No, October is my favorite because all four big sports occur at the same time. In fact, had the Astros pushed a game seven, fans could have watched all of their teams, although they don't have a hockey team, they could have watched all of their teams play today. But of course, well... We're going to get into the World Series, and I'm not very happy about it. Going into the middle part of the week, the Red Sox. They were looking good. They had a 2-1 lead. As we discovered, the Astros, they were putting on their best Bill Belichick impression by stealing signs at Fenway. Seriously, they had a guy with a camera right next to Boston's dugout taking videos. And their excuse was they were making sure that the Red Sox weren't stealing signs. So, totally believable, guys. Uh, either way, Game 4 went to Boston on Wednesday night, followed by a 5-1 victory on Friday. Therefore, it really pains me to say this, but the Boston Red Sox become the 16th Boston team in the last 16 years to make it to a championship game. That's right. Bruins did it twice. Celtics have done it twice. Red Sox have now been there four times and a whopping eight for the Patriots. No other sports city can compare to that. The closest would be their biggest rival and my city of choice, New York, uh, who I believe have 10, but that's only if we count the Devils. I mean, technically they play closer to New York City than the Giants and the Jets do. Now, in terms of who the Red Sox will be playing, well, the Dodgers and Brewers uh, initially looked to be all Milwaukee. They had won games one and two, back-to-back -back losses midweek, though. Put the Brew on the edge, and that brought us to Friday night's game six, in which Brew Crew came out swinging four runs on five hits in the first inning. They stunted LA, ended up with the 7-2 victory, pushing us to game seven. That was on Saturday. Now, Milwaukee, they had the home field advantage. They had the hot bats. I think you can guess how this one's gonna go. Terribly for the Brewers. That's how it went. 
Surely an early run by uh, Yelich put them ahead in the first. That was nice, but the lead didn't last long. Home run by Cody Bellinger. That was in the second, and then Dodgers, they just came out from there. By the way, Bellinger, he ended up becoming the uh, MVP for the series at 23 years old. That's the youngest player to win a postseason award. LA won 5-1, and now their second time in two years, LA returns to the World Series. But they haven't won it since 1988. Even with their $200 million payroll, haven't been able to get the job done. Maybe this will be the year. Now, Game 1 of the World Series will be held in Boston on Tuesday, the 23rd, with all but two teams eliminated. Chatter is starting to begin regarding where the top free agents go. Now, of course, teams like the Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox are always attached to the big stars. But some other top teams could be buyers this year, too, including the... Uh, the flush with cash Phillies and the rabid Astros. Diamondbacks, they're looking to push the reset button by trading their two top stars, Paul Goldschmidt and Zach Granke. Now, folks will remember, Granke's contract is large enough to earn him about a million dollars every time he takes the field, $300,000 per hour, $16,000 per inning, and about $10,000 per pitch. Beyond this ridiculous salary, he's closer to 40 than he is to 30 at this point. Goldschmidt, meanwhile, is a six-time All-Star and will likely command a huge price for whoever wants him. On the free agent market, expect to see Manny Machado and Bryce Harper's name come up a lot. But this is a big year for free agents, so if your team is looking for something special, I guarantee they can find it on the market. This stuff usually doesn't heat up until about December, so you're probably not going to hear much, uh, from me at least, until then. Don't hold your breath. Now... The Tampa Bay Rays, they have a problem. Okay, they have a few problems. And just beyond the ability to field a winning baseball team. Tampa sits in the retirement capital of the world, a.k.a. most of baseball fans in the area are from other states. So they can't get fans in the seats. Now, notice how the place is packed when the Yankees and Red Sox come to play, but a ghost town when it's a local rivalry matchup like the Marlins. Now, they had the second lowest attendance this year and were in the playoff hunt late in the season. They won 90 games. This is the first time in four years they didn't finish in last place. And yet, they still can't get fans in the seats, even though they're they're winning games. So their current stadium, Tropicana Fields, averages 14,000 per game. They have uh, capacity for 32,000. Well, that's how many tickets they have for sale is 32,000. They actually block off the upper part of the stadium so that people sit in the lower bowl and it looks like the seats are filled. So I, I think the stadium can hold 42,000. They sell about 32,000. They put up for sale 32,000 tickets and they maybe sell less than half of that at 14,000 on average per game. With all that, the team wants a new arena and wants the state to pay for it. Now, this should sound familiar as the Chargers and Raiders did the same thing in San Diego and Oakland. Both teams ended up moving away and they had devoted fan bases, or at least the Raiders did. I will go on record to say that threatening to leave your city is technically extortion if you're trying to get them to pay for a new arena. And in this scenario, the Rays don't have much of a foot to stand on. They don't draw crowds, and they haven't been relevant since making the World Series 10 years ago. And it doesn't help that they get rid of their biggest stars. David Price, James Shields, Scott Cashmere, Corey Crawford, Evan Longoria, BJ Upton, Matt Garza, Ben Zobers, Carlos Pena, and Edwin Jackson, just to name a few. All of which were on that 2008 team, by the way. Uh, so what do you do? You have a decent baseball team with a bit of success, some bad attendance, a 28-year-old stadium, and a penchant for dismantling whatever great players you have and sending them away. I think the Rays should just leave. I don't think the attendance is going to get better. Tampa Bay Lightning would agree with you on that. Florida, just it's just not a great state for baseball, apparently. The Marlins are having the same issues. I say pack it up, 
get out of Dodge, Montreal, Charlotte, Portland, they would all love to have a franchise, but a little realignment might be necessary unless you, I don't know, send the Oakland A's to Portland and maybe just send Tampa Bay to Montreal and then everybody's happy. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting way too far down the rabbit hole on this. I'm just very opinionated on it. If you have an opinion too, please send us what you think via email, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. I love talking realignment talk. I love speculating and relocation and all that stuff and expansion. That's always fun to talk about too. All right, I'm ready to take a bake. Bake. I'm ready to take a bake. What are we going to bake? Some cake? Yeah, all right. Cake, cookies, whatever. Let's take a break. I thought of the Dodgers and Red Sox in the World Series enough to make my head spin. When we return, we recap this week in the NFL. So grab your hockey sticks so we can talk about the NHL. No worries, basketball fans. we got a little bit of that too. Stick around. Sports, sports, sports. We'll be back in a jiffy. Great awareness. A tremendous God-given ability. officially upon us friends I hope you have your North Faces and your PSLs ready because you're gonna need them I have to say both of those companies have really good branding I mean who, who doesn't want that for their own company we here at sports 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 are looking for the same like-minded companies who want to grow their brands by advertising through us want to be involved it's easy just email us at sports 3x podcast at gmail.com again that's sports 3x podcast at gmail.com. Right now we're offering free advertising on our show, so please shoot us a message and take advantage of this offer. Okay, that's all I have to say. Let's get back to the show. Okay, let's talk about that foosball. We're in the middle of week seven right now with a few exciting matchups to discuss. Here's what happened this weekend. Broncos embarrassed the entire state of Arizona on Thursday with 45-10 victory. Chargers, they get a win 20-19 in front of a sold-out crowd in jolly old England. Tyrell Williams ended up with 118 yards and a TD that started the scoring for the Chargers. Patriots, they get a win over the Bears 38-31. Two rushing touchdowns for James White. Gronk was sidelined today, so Josh Gordon, he stepped up big time. He had over 100 yards. Colts, they get their second victory of the season over the Bills, 37-5. to Four touchdowns for Andrew Luck. Wow, I, I almost said Peyton Manning there for a second. Marlon Mackey ran for 126 yards and had a late touchdown. Sam Darnold didn't show up today against the Vikings. Well, he did show up, but he threw three interceptions. Thanks, Sam Darnold. You're my favorite quarterback. Latvius Murray, Latavius Murray, sorry, he had two touchdowns on the ground. Kirk Cousins, he tossed for two touchdowns. Vikings won that one, ugh, 37-17. Texans beat the Jags 20-7. We'll chat more about Jacksonville in a moment. Lions, they get a win over the Dolphins 32-21. Each team with three touchdowns. The Lions had those three extra field goals, though. Uh, they looked pretty good for once. Kerryon Johnson, he had 158 yards rushing. Philly, Philly, they looked silly, silly. Eagles were dominant throughout the first three and a half quarters of this game. They were ahead 17-0 with 10 minutes to go, and they let up three touchdowns. They ended up losing 21-17. Bucks and Browns, they went into overtime with Tampa coming out on top 26-23. This was Cleveland's fourth overtime of the season and sixth game. Six games out of seven were decided by four points or less. Potentially, this team could be 6-1 and one right now. Maybe if you started Baker from week one, you'd be there. 
Saints with a late comeback to beat the Ravens 24-23. Ravens! I'm sorry, not the Ravens. The Rams! Destroy the 49ers with a score so bad, I really don't have the heart to tell you. Redskins, they hold off the Cowboys for a 20-17 victory, securing them as the top team in the AFC East for yet another week. Bengals and Chiefs, they had a late game tonight. Same with the Giants and the Falcons. That's on Monday night. Let's take a look at uh, which teams right now would be considered playoff teams. I know it's early or we're halfway through the season, whatever. These are the top teams right now. For the A NFC North, the Vikings are on top at 4-2. and two. The South has the Saints 5-1. and one. The Redskins leading the NFC East at 4-2. and two. The Rams, they're 6-0. and oh. They have not been defeated just yet. Oh my goodness. And the two wildcard teams right now for the NFC would be the Panthers at 4-2 and, and the Packers at 3-2. and two. Packers had a bye week this week. AFC North, you have the Bengals at 4-2, and two, Texans at 4-3 and three in the AFC South, uh, the Patriots 5-2, and two, of course the Patriots on top of the AFC East, and in the West it's the Chiefs at 5-1, and one. Uh, the, your two wildcard teams would be the Chargers, they're 5-2, and two, and the Steelers at 3-2, and two. Steelers also had a bye week this week. Broncos, they're gearing up for a fire sale with reports coming out today that they're shopping their two best receivers, Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. I mentioned the Chargers relocation earlier in the show. It was reported today that they could be locked into their new stadium deal for 20 years. Yet another bonehead move by this franchise. It was bad enough you stuck them in enemy territory. Now they have to stay? Sorry, San Diego fans. It looks like you're not getting your team back. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they struck fear in the hearts of fans everywhere. After trading for Carlos Hyde on Friday, this could mean Fournette is going to be out longer than expected. Hyde was brought in from San Francisco this season to be the starter for Cleveland, and thus far, he was a pretty nice addition. Close to 400 yards rushing, five touchdowns thus far this season, but the emergence of Nick, Nick Chubb allowed them to send Hyde off to Florida. Yes, I know, this week has been very Florida-centric. Maybe it's out of jealousy. My in-laws are currently on our way to West Palm for the winter. Who knows? Anywho, Jags, they added Carlos Hyde. That means they are fearful that Leonard Fournette's hamstring injury could be sidelining him longer, longer than expected. He's been on the side most of the season, although he played against both New York teams. 55 total yards in Week 1 versus the Giants before leaving before the half, or at the half, and 35 total yards against the Jets in Week 4, but then he had that setback, and so he hasn't played since. Latest expectation is that he'll be ready to go after the bye week. So by week 10, we will finally see Leonard Fournette on the football field. They will have, they do have a capable back in TJ Yeldon and Hyde. He's not familiar with Jacksonville's system, so he'll be second string for the next two weeks. And then what? He becomes the third string when Fournette returns? What a waste of a draft pick. Hyde should be starting somewhere. Well, whatever. That's if you ask me. Worst of worst part of this whole thing, I have Fournette and I have Hyde on my fantasy teams, so neither of them are getting me points anyway. Football's great, but nothing says entertainment by watching a like watching a bunch of hockey players go Bill Cosby on each other uh, on the ice. We'll talk about hockey and the NBA when we return from this commercial break. Sports, sports, sports. We're gonna be right back. Here's the 0-1. This is gonna be a tough play. briefs too stretchy? Well, now they don't have to be with stiff pants, now with only 45% chance of impotence. 
Okay, that's a pretty bad advertisement. You know what would work better here though? Your own ad! Nick Drago here again offering you a piece of the action right here, right now. Best part is, it could be anything you want it to be. No, wait, that's not the best part. How could I forget the best part? The best part is I'm offering free ad space. So, if you have a product you want me to endorse, please email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. It won't cost you a dime, and I'll be waiting patiently at my computer. Alright, let's get into some hockey. Flyers, they got a win over the Devils, these two upstart teams. They had a close one with Voracek scoring the game winner for Philly with three minutes to go. Two empty netters after that sealed the deal. Flyers, they improved their record to 4-4, four four, but face an uphill battle with Colorado and Boston on the schedule for this coming week. Maple Leafs, they started off hot this season. They won six of their first seven games. John Tavares, Austin Matthews, they're meshing well on the ice, but a shoot, a shutout loss to Pittsburgh. And Saturday's 4-1 loss to the Blues really hurts the momentum. Next up, two games against the high-flying Winnipeg Jets. So good luck, Toronto. Red Wings and Panthers, two of the worst teams in the league. Now, normally I wouldn't highlight a game like this, but going into the weekend, neither team had a wing win on the books. Now, Jags, they managed to get a shootout victory over the Capitals on Friday. Always happy to watch Washington lose. Saturday, it was Detroit's turn. They had a 3-2 lead until the last minute and a half of play when Hoffman squeaked one past Jimmy Howard. Red Wings ended up with the victory in overtime off a turnover and, uh, uh, turnover and a breakaway by Nyquist. Uh, the Golden Knights, they haven't started with the same vigor we saw last season. Perhaps the chip on the shoulder is gone. I don't know. Regardless, Ducks couldn't get it together. Only taking 18 shots versus Vegas 42. Knights won 30. Oh, 30. Wow. If they scored 30 goals in one game, that'd be crazy. Some goalie would be fired somewhere. No, Knights won it 3-1. to one. Lightning versus Blackhawks, they had a late one. That's actually tonight. Uh, two other late ones tonight, the Flames and the uh, Rangers. Oh, and what's the other one? Ducks and Sabres. Ducks and Sabres. Avalanche, they beat the Hurricanes 3-1 with a goal in each period, uh, including two for Landeskog. Sabres, they got the 5-1 victory over the Kings. I mentioned they play the Ducks tonight. Winnipeg, they win 5-3 over the Coyotes. Ottawa gets a 4-3 overtime victory over Montreal. Canucks, they survive Boston 2-1. Predators continue their red-hot start, shutting out the Oilers 3-0 and improving their record to 7-1. Preds, they can breathe a sigh of relief knowing that at least they're in good hands while Pecorine recovers from his concussion. Sharks dismantle the Islanders 4-1. All right, same thing like we did with uh, football. Let's take a look at what teams right now would be making the playoffs. Maple Leafs, they're on top of the Atlantic with 12 points. Canadians at 10, Bruins at 10. Hurricanes, they're at 9 uh, for the Metro. Devils at 8, and the Penguins, they're also tied at 8. In the East, you'd have two wildcard teams, right? You have the Lightning and the Senators, both of them at 9. Everything's just so close right now. It's really hard to, to say, you know, if this is going to stick. You have the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes have been nothing. They haven't been relevant since 2004, and yet somehow they're on top of the standings right now. This is all going to change real quick, give it another month or two. In the Central, the Predators, they have 14, Avalanche at 12, and Jets at 12. Pacific, the Ducks at 11 points, Canucks at 10, and the Sharkies there at 9. Your two wildcard teams would be the Blackhawks and the Wild at this point. 
a, a very couple of complaints coming in this week from goaltenders around the NHL. Uh, the, apparently the new pads they're using, the chest protectors, haven't been as comfortable. Uh, many reporting that they're feeling the impact of blocking shots with their chest. Maybe this was all part of the plan. Going into the season, goalie pads were reduced to allow for more scoring, making it a little bit more difficult for goalies. But did they also reduce the thickness on the chest plate? I, I don't know. If maybe that was on purpose. I, I don't think they would intentionally try to hurt a player. But maybe the idea is, is to, you know, bruise up the goalies a little bit, make it harder for them to make saves. I don't know. No news yet on uh, if the league plans to change the chest plate situation. I'm sure the Players Association, though, they're going to be all over this. Let's talk NBA, including the New York Knicks. Uh, Celtics barely beat the Knicks. 103-101, to 101, New York dealt some really Bad news, rookie Kevin Knox. He'll be out for the next two to four weeks with a non-contact ankle injury. Non-contact. The guy was running down the ice and just bloop. Tatum, he led the way for Boston, 24 points. Trailblazers, they beat the Spurs, 121-108. to Defense just fell apart for San Antonio midway through the game, allowing 37 points in the third, 38 in the fourth. Lillard and McCollum, they combined for 53 points. Rockets, they get a win over the Lakers in LeBron's L.A. debut. LeBron James, 24 points. Yeah, that's great, but his stats have taken a hit so far this season. I would have thought no, with no stars around him, it would make him look better. Instead, it's making him kind of look worse. I'm still impressed that he's uh, he's okay playing on a team that's 0-2. He hasn't opened his big mouth yet. It was close, though, throughout the whole game. Lakers were down with uh, but just one. Sorry, Lakers were down by one with four minutes on the clock. That's when things just went down the poop drain. Uh, around that time, Brandon Ingram, he shoved James Harden, who was complaining about a call that should have been made. Folks on the court just started getting testy, tempers flared, and a brawl broke out between Ray John Rondo and Chris Paul. Brandon Ingram also threw a punch, too. It's kind of exciting. Once the dust clears, Rockets took home the victory. We'll see what the league uh, plans to do to all three of those players who were involved in the fight. Uh, Hawks and Cavaliers, they had a late game tonight. Some other games this weekend. Pacers beat the Nets. Oh, there were, oh there's a couple games tonight. Sorry, Kings Thunder. Uh, Warriors, Nuggets, and the Rockets and Clippers. That's all all late ones tonight. Um, Pacers, they beat the Nets 132-112. to 112. Raptors just barely beat the Wizards 117-113. Kawhi Leonard, he stuck, stayed on the bench uh, this time. 76ers, they got a one-point victory over the Magic 116-115. Pistons beat the Bulls 118-116. Hornets stay out of the heat with a 113-112 victory over Miami. Mavericks over the T-Wolves 140-136. Jimmy Butler didn't play, but we'll talk about him in a moment. Last two teams combined, these two teams combined for 83 points in the first quarter alone. That was the Mavericks and the T-Wolves. Nuggets, they crushed the Suns 119 to 91. All right, are we sick about the Jimmy Butler talk just yet? I know I'm getting sick of hearing about it, but the, the fine folks in Minnesota, who, who knows what they think? I'm not even sure if they're mad still. I mean, it's hard to tell when you start booing somebody as he walks onto the court and then five minutes later, he's going to take a free throw and you start chanting MVP. So are they sick of it? Do they like the guy? Make up your minds, T-Wolf fans. Do we like him or not? As of now, the closest trade target has been the Miami Heat. Yep. Here I go, talking about Florida again. After all the drama between Pat Riley and Coach Tibbs, I would expect this to be a done deal for... I would not expect this to be a done deal for a while. All right, let's wrap up the show. Mail coming in this week. A few people asked me about the Jimmy Butler situation. Jake DePalma, he emailed me concerned... Why wasn't there a new episode for two weeks? Oh, I was on my honeymoon. I did say I was going to be gone, buddy. Sean Signer, he was worried about uh, the Jets after they won the two games. He thought maybe it was a sign that the earth had shifted on, an on its axis. But then that was followed up by commending their defensive and offensive line for showing up. Thanks for uh, 
Sending us a message, Sean. Special thanks, as usual, to Johanna Drigo, the content editor and logo designer for our show. Our theme song, Golden Sunrise, and various other music for the podcast is provided by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. Also, thanks to our social media warrior, Mary Kay Albert, for, as usual, liking and sharing. Our commenter, Sean Signer, and emailer, Jake DePalma, Joe Calabro, Jorge Pajares. They both liked our last episode. Also, Casey Claiborne and Jackson Roy have found our Facebook page, and they've joined up. Hey! You should find us on social media, too. Just go to Facebook, Twitter, or SoundCloud, find Sports 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 with Nick Drago, and then tell your friends, or hit that subscribe button. Or you can always like, comment, share, tweet, email, or just jibber-jabber all about us all you want. Obviously, I'm wrapping up the show, and I don't mean I'm wrapping it up in a cute little bow. Nope, I'm exhausted. Time for bed. Hey, it was great of you to stop by. Remember, our email is sports3xpodcast at gmail.com, or find us on iTunes and your favorite social media sites. Just type sports, sports, sports with Nick Drago. As mentioned, next week, I teach you where to find the best wings in Detroit. Hint, it's nowhere. Thanks for stopping by, friends. Good night.